Storm in the sky that shakes every tree. What do you see when you look at me? Is there a willful spirit to be found in my eyes? Is there anything to match your tumultuous skies? Free-flowing rain, tell me what you feel. Do I carry the weight of something that's real? If I scream out my heart, will it finally make sound? If I open my mouth, will it fade my drops to the ground? Howling wind, all boisterous and rough, can I ever know when I'm good enough? Will there be a day when my worth becomes clear? Will it ever be enough to silence all fear? Storm in the sky that shakes every tree. Free falling rain from heaven above. Howling wind with a voice like the sea. Show me the ways I am worthy of love. tonight. Welcome to the show. My name is Marina, and I'm your host for the evening. I'm normally your host most evenings, unless other circumstances take me away, or things happen. But we don't have to worry about that for tonight. All of those previously stated circumstances are not here. It's just me. Just me, and you, and Mike in the corner, under a pile of garbage bears. He was supposed to be organizing papers, but then Giselle and the other raccoons that run our ad department and accounting got cold, so now they're cuddling. Is it helping to get the papers organized? No, but our heater's currently out, and the raccoons have been really, really cold. And alone, since Darian left. So it's good that they're getting cuddled. We all need to get cuddled every now and then. At least, that's how it is when you run a radio station. I I'm sorry, everyone. I just feel a little out of sorts tonight. Everything's fine. Nothing's wrong, at least not on the surface. We're doing good. Everything's fine. Better than fine, really. I mean, the station's doing successful. I'm getting my black belt in Muay Thai. And there's a moderately successful jazz and basket weaving fair happening just down the road. Life is good. Great, even. I should be happy, but... I don't know. I just... I just feel off. Maybe it has something to do with the show, the station, all of this. You know, I've been here for three years and I feel like, I feel like that should mean something. That there should be something more substantial than just the same old room with the same old raccoons and the same old microphone. And I don't know, I wanted to shake it up today put something special together that would really blow all your minds because 
I should be doing something special. I should be doing something over the top. I should be doing something that's great and incredible because I should be great and incredible at this time, but I'm just, I'm just me. And I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I like just being here, how it's always been. been wondering how much I actually matter, how much the work I do, how much it all matters. Don't get me wrong, all of the stuff that happens in the city is important. All of the stuff that we report on is so important. And I am not diminishing that at all. I mean, every single day I'm surrounded by vibrant and dynamic people in this wonderful community. I love it. I appreciate it. And, I don't know. I feel like I'm failing. I feel like, all of that incredibleness, I'm just not covering it all in a broadcast. I mean, it's impossible to cover everything. It's such a big city. And yet, this is a community radio show for the city. If I'm not representing all of you, well then what am I doing? What am I doing with any of this? My only goal has ever been to entertain, to comfort, and to inform. And if I'm not living up to all of that, can I even call myself a radio host? Can I even say I'm good enough to be here? You know, when I walk through that door, and I pet the little raccoons when they walk by. Am I good enough to be here? I don't know some days. And that scares me. Because I want to matter. I want to do something important. I just don't know if I can. So, today, I wanted to switch things up. Maybe do a piece about the strange and interesting people of the community. Really get down to the lives and the people that make this city what it is. I mean, there's so many topics and groups and people to choose from. I had to find something, right? It was right there. And it was a lot harder than I thought. I found plenty of interesting stories, of course, and there were a lot of fascinating people, but... I don't know. I came back empty-handed. It's not for lack of trying. It's just that nothing felt good enough to share. Nothing felt interesting enough. I want to bring you all something worthy of your time. Something that's going to grip you, that you can hold on to and just be inspired by. But the problem is that the more I try to do that, the more I don't know how. I've been stuck trying to figure out what to do for this piece for about a month or so now. And I'm still just as unsure how to fill it. And I'm scared of letting you all know because I don't want to let you down. You all come here each and every night despite having a million other places to look probably a dozen other better radio broadcasts to listen to. But you're here. You chose me. 
And that's... That's something special. That's something worth giving it my all. And I want to do something worthy of all that time and attention you give me. And knowing that makes me just feel excited, but overwhelmed. You know, I almost wasn't going to say anything about this. I was just going to pass off, let go, and accept that I am what I am and I can't do anything big and important. Then I was at a record shop over in Old Town, and you know, it's the one ran by the void person. I was lamenting to Link, who is organizing records, helps clean the shop, and Honestly, is just a very nice person to talk to. It wasn't anything big, and, well, one thing led to another, and I vented about a few things and asked them a few questions, and it turned out they had their own story to tell. It wasn't anything big or dramatic, it was just a conversation. And I listened, and I recorded their notes, and that's the show tonight. I'm sorry that I don't have anything big or grand or a giant spectacle. But what I do have is genuine and it's sincere. One person within the city to all the others, I give you a story of one of us. I can't promise you some great perfect Thing every time. I can't promise you an amazing, gripping show. All I can give you is my heart, the sincere hope that something in the stories I have to tell, the things that I have to share, connects. Because that's the whole purpose behind this. That's what makes any of this worth doing. And so with that, well, I don't really have much of an intro, so here's the story that Link allowed me to record. I had this blanket when I was 19. My mom made it for me. The whole thing wasn't much of anything, just a couple of fuzzy swaths of fabric cut and tied together along the edges. Nothing too fancy, but I didn't expect it to be. My mom's a very busy woman and not much of a crafter, so the blanket was just something simple she threw together. Just something simple that wouldn't take more than just a half hour to do. Despite its simplicity, I loved that blanket. All fuzzy and warm, blue on one side and decorated with pink and gray chevrons on the other. It was nice. It wasn't much to look at, but it felt good to me. That blanket carried me through the winter months, wrapped around me when the world got cold and lonely. My mom was never much of a sentimental person. Emotions were hard for her. If she had strong feelings, she'd never show it. Times were tough when I was a kid. We were barely scraping by, and my mom was making it work. She always seemed to have a million different things going on at any time. No matter what, she was always working. 
it didn't really lead to the most emotionally loving environment. When mom's always busy, there never gets to be a lot of time for games or story time or even little cheers to make you feel special. She never really had time to just be with me. Instead, there was only more work to do and all the chores that needed to be done. It was frustrating. As a kid, I never had my drawings hung up on the fridge. I never had a chance to talk about my hopes and dreams. I never had anyone to teach me how to ride a bike. I was just always supposed to manage on my own because my mom was busy. She was always busy. There was always something else going on, something more important. Don't get me wrong, my mom was a good parent, still to this day. Things were bad, but she always cared. She always tried in her own way. All my basic needs were met. There was rarely a day that I had to walk home in the rain or go to bed hungry or miss out on a school activity simply because we couldn't afford it. My mom cared a lot about me. She worked hard to make sure that I didn't go without. It was a point of personal pride for her. And maybe that was her way of showing love. And maybe that was her way to make up for her own crummy childhood. I never met my grandparents. They died before I ever got the chance. I'll never know for sure, but I've heard bits and pieces of the story. They didn't want another child, and yet my mom came along to ruin all their plans. Life was never going to be easy. My mom was the youngest of seven and spent most of her life fending for herself. There was never time for games or clubs or even friends. All her time was whittled down for working. School was her only break, and she made it stretch as long as it could. It was one of the only times anyone treated her like she mattered. Eventually, she grew up, got an office job, got friends, got married, and the rest of the details in between get hazy. My mother never talked much about her family, but she didn't have to. I could see the scars it left. She never learned how to be affectionate. She never really learned how to show that side to others. Instead, my mother would just stick to the things she understood. And in her own strange way, that is how she showed her love. I wish I understood that sooner. I was about 21 when I lost the blanket. Life was messy, I was trying to move, and didn't have enough space in my luggage to take it with me. The initial plan was to mail the blanket back to my mother, and then mail it back to me once I got settled where I was going. That was the plan, but things changed. A roommate at the time, who was a couple years older, suggested I get rid of the blanket. Shipping would be expensive, and was all that hassle really worth a ratty old blanket? It wasn't even a quilt or anything, just two swaths of fuzzy fabric cut and tied together along the edges. A 12-year-old could make the same thing in half an hour. Why bother wasting time and money over something so stupid? She pesteredly, she pestered me endlessly over it, pushing with her sense of logic and reason. In the end, I listened. Nothing got mailed back home. I dumped the blanket off at a thrift store and moved on with my life as if it never really mattered. The look on her face is forever burned into my memory. The hurt, the devastation, the betrayal, all because her child tossed aside a blue and chevron blanket. It hurt to hear her talk. She lamented the money she spent on the fabric, the hours it took to learn how to make it, and all the painstaking time to put it together. 
The pain hurt for a while, but I was young and foolish enough to toss it aside along with the blanket. Why think too much about it? My mom was a stern and frugal woman, always has been. In my eyes, she was just being dramatic and stingy over wasted money that her reckless child threw away. She didn't understand that I'd gotten my use out of the blanket and then disposed of it once it no longer served me. She didn't understand the logic that was so painfully clear. In my eyes, she was missing the bigger picture. In reality, I was the one who didn't understand. My mom was never much of a sentimental person. If she had any strong feelings, she'd never show it. Everything was practical. Everything was straightforward, no messy emotions or anything else involved. There were just problems and solutions. When her children were hungry, she made food. When school needed to be done, she'd drive. When I went cold, she made an entire blanket. At the time, I didn't think much of it. But here's the thing. My mom's a very busy woman and not much of a crafter. She doesn't quilt or sew, and so the blanket wasn't much of anything, just a couple of fuzzy swaths of fabric cut and tied together along the edges. Nothing too fancy, something a 12-year-old could make in half an hour. But my mom isn't 12, and her childhood wasn't spent learning how to craft. She spent hours reaching She spent hours researching ways to put together a blanket. She spent time searching the store for the perfect fabrics that would pop with vibrant color while also being soft and comforting on a long, cold night. She took a step away from her busy, exhausting schedule, time that could have been spent on hobbies or rest or anything to help her and carefully put the blanket together. My mom is a person of sacrifice. In everything she does, she gives a piece of herself. It wasn't just a blanket, it was her. I was cold and anxious, struggling in a new place all by myself, and how does she respond? She goes out of her way and puts something together. With the limited time and energy she had, my mom put in all the care and affection she could into the only way she knew how. My mom gave and sacrificed, just like she always has. She did it, and she did it all for me. She gave herself all of this extra work so that her child wouldn't have to go cold or feel alone. In her own strange way, she gave her love. She made a way to hug her child in a strange and difficult place. And after all that work, I threw that love away. I still think about that blanket from time to time. When the winter months crawl in and the world gets colder, I still think about that special blanket and all the comfort it had. All fuzzy and warm, blue on one side and decorated with pink and gray chevrons on the other. It was nice. It was simple. It was my mother's love given in a language she understood. Now I sit here in the cold, rubbing the bare shoulders that once held the tied edges of that blanket close. And I just can't help but wonder how many other little signs and cues did I miss. My mother spent our time speaking love in her own language, sending hint after hint that never quite managed to land in my head. She spent years silently telling me just how much she loves me and what did I give her in return? What do I give her in return? Sometimes I look at all the things I've done in the last few years, the highs and lows, the wins and losses, 
I look at it all and I think back to my mother. I wonder if she'd be proud. I wonder if she'd see an image of her love reflected back. As much as I'd hoped, I couldn't tell you what she'd see. Instead, I just move forward, constantly working and hoping that some small piece of me gives her some sense of satisfaction, that she didn't waste her time, that all that pain and love went into something good. My mother worked hard to give me what she could. I really don't want to throw it aside yet again. But I don't know if she can see the effort. I don't know if she can see the love. And that's the struggle of it all. That's the struggle of it all. As much as I try, I'll still always be the same mess that I am. I'll still always be the ignorant fool that gave away the only comfort on a cold, lonely day. My mother gave me her love and I tossed it aside. Now all I can do is show her love in the ways that she taught me. All I can do is use my hands, ease the burdens I can, and hopefully express all the gratitude and love I can in the language she can understand. These days, I wonder if the message is coming through. I can't really know for sure. But what I can do is hold on tighter and closer than a blanket could ever carry. The world goes on turning, and life will move on. But it's easier to keep living when you hold on to love. I liked talking to Link. I liked getting to know somebody in the city a little bit better. And to come back with an interesting perspective to share with all of you. And honestly, there's something in their story that I think is important for all of us to understand. I'm not always going to come out of the gate with some big, flashy, or dramatic thing. I'm rarely going to be perfect. But I care. I care, and I love, and that counts for something. It's not always the cleanest or best thing out there. But as long as I am trying, and as long as we all are earnestly trying to give with the love in our hearts, I think that counts for something. So from one struggling artist to all the other voices struggling to find creation and connection and communication out there, take a breath. You're doing a lot more than you think you are. And I think it's important we remember that. Stay tuned for many more nights to come, many more struggles to face, and many more things to be created. Until that time comes, go outside, breathe. The night is good, and so are we. City is a production by N.J. Scholes. It was written and produced by N.J. Scholes. The voice of Link was Chris Akram. The poem for today was Love Matters, written by N.J. Scholes. Have a question? Have a comment? Want to cry? Email us at dreamgirlcityradio at gmail.com. Or check us out for more content on Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook, 
Tumblr, TikTok. We have a lot of fun stuff. If you like supporting the show, please consider rating and reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts. We grow by word of mouth, so anything you do to share is a massive help. If you like throwing a coin in our tip jar, please consider our ACAST support feature or the merch we have available. Of course, simply by listening, we are so grateful to have you here. Thank you so much for all that you do, and remember, the sun will shine and all will be fine.